What's up, movie lovers? Welcome back to another episode of I Want to Talk About Movies. I was out for a while, and I wanted to come back and talk about a movie that I truly enjoy. And it was a little difficult to really pick any one movie. And I thought, why not, instead of just one... Let's talk about eight. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. As you can tell from the title, today we are talking about Harry Potter, none other than the boy who lived. Yes, I am a huge fan of the Harry Potter franchise. I have been to the theme parks. I've been to the one in, in California. I've been to the one in Florida. And just recently, I was able enough to go to the one in Japan as well. They are all amazing. Um, you know, Harry Potter has been a big part of everyone's life um, over the past, geez, well over 20 years now uh, since the first movie came out. And it's still very, very popular. I mean, not only do they have theme parks and the theme parks are still thriving, they have other movies coming out. They have other other sh shows and series and stuff coming out. They have... They have videos upon videos on YouTube. They have uh, museums dedicated to Harry Potter. They have stores dedicated to Harry Potter. They have fan-made items that are, are just dedicated to Harry Potter. It is a very versatile product. It is amazing. To this day, I am still such a big, big fan of Harry Potter, and I am very much excited to talk to you guys about it and you know, if you guys have comments or opinions or thoughts, ideas, please share them with me. I, I'd love to hear from you. As always, I'm your host, Bran, and I want to talk about movies. Since the first Harry Potter movie is well over 20 years old and has so much popularity, I'm pretty sure nobody needs a recap, but we're going to get one anyway. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone kicks off the story with a newly orphaned baby Harry Potter being placed at his aunt and uncle's home. Nearly 11 years later, Harry is shown to be a servant and an inconvenience to his family. He receives a letter from Hogwarts, a school for magic, where young witches and wizards learn to use magic. When his uncle refuses to talk about it, measures are taken by the school to get Harry there, in the case of a half-giant named Hagrid. Harry goes with Hagrid and learns the good and the bad about the magical world, including how his parents actually died. While at school, he makes friends and enemies. He learns spells, and for the first time, he feels accepted. Learning about a plot against him and Hogwarts, Harry and his friends fight to protect the school he has come to call home. Coming face to back face with the person who killed his parents, Voldemort. Proving that the power of love can triumph over all, Harry has protected the school and goes back home to his family, waiting to return to Hogwarts. As I'm sure it goes without saying, Harry Potter started off as a book series. The Sorcerer's Stone book was released back in 1997. The movie followed four years later in 2001 and introduced us to both the boy who lived and this magical world. The thing with books into movies is that not everything from the book will be in the movie. 
Movie makers have to cut things to make time for the story itself. It would have been great to see Peeves in the movie, but he doesn't actually move the story forward. He can be an entertaining character, but since he doesn't play a big role, unfortunately, he got cut. Although actor Rick Mayral uh, was actually cast to play him, unfortunately, got cut. Um, the point is that if it doesn't move the story forward, it will more than likely not be in the movie. With all eight Harry Potter movies being over two hours long, it's, it's understandable why. Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets starts off with Harry back at his aunt and uncle's home. Things have gotten slightly better and worse at the same time. Harry now has his own room, but is watched very carefully by his relatives and still threatened regularly as well. After a year of feeling accepted at Hogwarts, he now feels more alone than ever. He has not heard from any one of his new friends since returning home. He learns from a house elf that there is a plan that will be against Harry at Hogwarts if he returns. This house elf, Dobby, has, got, has gone to lengths to make sure that Harry does not go back to school, including stealing the letters from Harry's friends. His upset relatives lock him away but his friend Ron and his family save him. We meet the Weasley clan, and we travel back to the wizarding world. After his return, Harry notices dangerous happenings going on around the castle. People and pets are being petrified by an unknown creature said to be released by one of the school's founders. Harry is being blamed for the attacks. Harry and his friends must once again save Hogwarts. It is revealed that Ron's sister Ginny is unknowingly behind the attacks we meet a memory of voldemort known as tom riddle he is actually the one behind the attacks harry fights and saves hogwarts yet again this introduced us to what we will eventually learn to be horcruxes an object with a part of someone's soul more on that later though harry learns that dobby belongs to his rival malfoy and Harry is able to set Dobby free, and again, everyone is saved. The Prisoner of Azkaban starts off with Harry back at his aunt and uncle's house. We are introduced to his aunt Marge. Her and Harry have a very poor relationship. After an argument, Harry abruptly leaves their home and heads back to the wizarding world. Before he gets there, he notices a shaggy dog, but is saved by the night bus. In the night bus, he learns of Sirius Black, an escaped convict from the wizarding prison, Azkaban. He learns that Sirius Black was involved with Voldemort. Harry reunites with his friends and heads back to school. On the way, we are introduced to what we call Dementors, cloaked death-like figures who are looking for Sirius Black. Harry passes out from the Dementor. He learns of a plot that connect him and Sirius together as Sirius is his godfather. Fueled by revenge, Harry learns how to defend himself against the Dementors with his professor, Lupin, Remus Lupin. In an epic fight, Harry comes face to face with Sirius Black, only to fail in his revenge by Lupin, who has been helping Sirius and is revealed to be a werewolf. Turns out, Ron's pet rat Scabbers is what we learn in Animagus a wizard who can turn into an animal. 
His name is Peter Pettigrew. It is revealed that they were all friends when they were when they went to Hogwarts, and Peter sold his friends to Voldemort instead of Sirius. Harry stops them from killing Peter, but Lupin turns into a werewolf, and Peter escapes. Sirius saved. Um, Sirius saves them, but is badly injured and captured by the Dementors. Harry wakes up in the hospital wing and learns that Sirius will die that night. His friend Hermione helps him go back in time to save Sirius. And Sirius is still known as a convicted felon, but Harry knows that he is innocent. And that's more than enough for them. For now. The Prisoner of Azkaban takes a little bit of a darker turn in the series. The first two movies are directed by Chris Columbus. Um, the third was directed by Alfonso Cuaron, I believe is how you pronounce it. Sorry if that's incorrect. <laughs> but it was definitely a darker turn in the series. Um, definitely a darker tone, a more haunting um imagination of it and honestly it just built the severity of the issues as they were growing up like it got darker and darker as the series goes on and because of that you kind of grow with the series as well because the characters are growing with these issues as well like everything is becoming more serious and more you know you want to be more cautious and and the stakes are just getting higher and higher and higher. And in that direction is, is how you want to go when telling a story such as this. Um, and yeah, it's also the, the first um, introduction we have into our new Dumbledore. Um, Richard Harris had played the original Dumbledore in the Dumbledore in the first two films and unfortunately had passed away. So we ended up with um, Michael Gambon. And, you know, I, I've watched through the series multiple times. Usually when I watch them, um, I watch them in order. And it is very, very different to go from one Dumbledore to another. And even though, like, we've spent the rest of this time with Dumbledore, with this Dumbledore from movie number three, all the way to movie number eight, we've had Michael Gambon, like knowing that he's there, knowing that he's going to change into this Dumbledore. Um, it is still a little, a little jarring, like just to kind of see it again in that order from Richard Harris to Michael Gambon. It's still a little like, okay, no, it's a different person. Yeah. Um, not bad. Definitely not bad. He was a great Dumbledore. He's a great actor and he did a great job. So it was, it was definitely good. Just still noticeable, <laughs> but yeah. What are your guys' thoughts? The Goblet of Fire has a lot of backstory that isn't in the movie. I was a bit disappointed at that, but it is still one of my favorites in the series. The movie is the first one to not begin at the Dursleys' home. Harry has a nightmare of Voldemort and is woken up by Hermione. Harry and his friends are going to the Quidditch World Cup. We are introduced to something called a portkey, a random object with the power to transport wizards from one place to another. 
At the games, Voldemort's followers are terrorizing the attendees. Yet another Voldemort plot. At school, we learn about other wizarding schools coming to Hogwarts to play a game called the Tri-Wizard Tournament. Three schools, three champions, three deadly challenges. Harry is looking forward to a calm year at school, and he gets it. The end. Of course he doesn't get it. That would be a convenience, and Harry Potter does not need conveniences at this time. Somehow, Harry is pulled in as a champion. Instead of three, there are four. Everyone is upset that Harry was picked, including Ron. But they eventually kiss and make up after the first task. Harry must rescue a golden egg from a real dragon. You know, normal school safety stuff. The eggs hold a clue for the second task. He must rescue his beloved Ron from the people in the lake. Harry is successful in both tasks. The third and final task is a maze to get the trophy in the middle. He and his fellow Hogwarts student Cedric get to the cup at the same time. It is revealed to be a port key and takes him to a cemetery. Peter Pettigrew returns. He captures Harry, kills Cedric, and with Harry's blood, brings Voldemort back. After a short duel, Harry is able to escape back to Hogwarts. Lord Voldemort has returned. As I said earlier, books into movies do change quite a few things. Um, This would probably be one of the things that I really wanted to see was actually in the beginning of the book where um, the Weasleys actually meet the Dursleys. Uh, I would have loved to have seen that. Um, I think it was hilarious, hilariously written in the books. Uh, I thought that would have been just really, really funny to see uh, Mr. Weasley meet um, uh, Uncle Vernon. I think that would have been hilarious. And, you know, unfortunately, we didn't see it. But it was still good. The way that they had set everything up was still really rock solid. Um, but that was my my biggest uh, pet peeve, and a lot a lot of stuff happens in the the fourth book as well that is not portrayed in the movie. The uh, actual Quidditch World Cup was not portrayed. The um, story um, behind everything with uh, the house elves and and um, Barty Crouch and Barty Crouch Jr. You know, there was a lot of stuff that was kind of taken out of the movie, taken out of the book. I'm taking out of the movie, sorry. But it was still one of the better uh, movies. It's definitely uh, one of my top two favorite in the series. In the Order of the Phoenix, we are back in the Muggle world. Harry and Dudley are attacked by Dementors. Harry uses magic to get rid of them. However, Dudley was affected by one of them. Because he is still an underage wizard, Harry gets a letter expelling him from school. A team of wizards take Harry to the headquarters of the Order of the Phoenix. Harry and Sirius are reunited. They stay there until the hearing to revoke his expulsion happens. He is able to stay in school after a testimony from Dumbledore. However, Dumbledore is now cold and very distant towards Harry. This year, the Ministry of Magic is interfering with Hogwarts and sends a representative to teach Defense Against the Dark Arts, Dolores Umbridge. 
who teaches them the bare minimum, and that's all. She also disciplines the students quite harshly. The students fed up with Umbridge and knowing Harry is good at defense against the dark arts, they persuade Harry to teach them how to defend themselves. In doing this, Umbridge discovers them and uses it to blame Dumbledore. Dumbledore escapes and Umbridge takes over as headmistress. Harry gets a vision of Voldemort torturing Sirius and feels he must save him. The students escape from Umbridge and head to the Ministry of Magic. They learn of a prophecy that Voldemort wants. Harry takes the prophecy and makes a run for it. The students are soon captured, but the Order comes over to save them. During this fight, the prophecy is destroyed and Sirius is killed by his cousin Bellatrix Lestrange. Harry goes after Bellatrix and is confronted by Voldemort. Dumbledore arrives in time and the two duel. Voldemort possesses Harry, but Harry withstands. Before Voldemort leaves, the Minister of Magic and other Ministry workers see Voldemort and confirm his return. From what I've learned, I've heard that the Order of the Phoenix is probably the least popular of the movies. Um, one of the least popular of the movies. Um, it definitely wasn't my favorite, but I liked it better than the book. It was definitely my least favorite book. Um, I think that one was the one that took me probably the longest to read. Just because I couldn't really get into the story. I felt like Harry was very very whiny um for a 15 year old uh, but yeah i i read some reviews online and it seems to be probably the the least popular or one of the least popular movies um what is your thoughts and opinions harry potter and the half-blood prince begins in the muggle world yet again with a sexually charged harry potter reading the paper and flirting with waitresses Dumbledore shows up to block Harry's game and takes him to a house that has been destroyed. Only an armchair remains. The armchair is revealed to be Horace Slughorn, an old colleague and friend of Dumbledore's. Dumbledore is trying to recruit Slughorn as the potions teacher and feels Harry can help with this. It works and Dumbledore takes Harry to the Weasleys. Harry goes to Slughorn's potions class where he is forced to take an old textbook with writing inside of it. By the way, everybody, if you want to pass a class, take the older books. The book belonged to someone by the name of the Half-Blood Prince. Harry follows the prince's notes and is the only person who succeeds in brewing a potion. His prize is a vial of liquid luck. He keeps the book. The art, the odd part about all of this is that the textbook has like clear instructions, and the Half Blood Prince even goes so far as to change, like everything about making this potion. So this means that Hogwarts is not only missing safety protocols, but also has outdated textbooks. How is Hogwarts still open? Come on, guys. Malfoy has been recruited as a Death Eater and is learning how to bring people to Hogwarts without sounding alarms. Dumbledore shows Harry memories that have been tampered with. He feels that these memories can show how to defeat Voldemort and Slughorn is the key. 
Harry uses his liquid luck and Slughorn surrenders the full memory. This is where we officially learn about Horcruxes. Dumbledore has suspected this since they destroyed the diary in the Chamber of Secrets. He has found another Horcrux. Dumbledore sacrifices his sanity to get to the Horcrux. After a close call, they are taken back to the castle where Malfoy is waiting to kill Dumbledore. He couldn't go through with it and set, and Snape stepped in. Snape kills Dumbledore and leaves Harry and leaves with the Death Eaters. Harry is devastated by everything, and he also learns that the Horcrux they found was a fake. So they wasted all that time getting a fake Horcrux. Um, but it does have a clue as to where it may possibly be. Um, but now Harry knows that he must find and destroy the rest of the Horcruxes. One thing I really liked from the books, yet again, you know, books change from movies. Um, but one thing I really liked was how often he actually used Liquid Luck. In the movies, we only see him use the Liquid Luck once. And that's just to get the memory from Slughorn. In the books, however, he uses half of it to, to convince Slughorn. And he, he gives the other half away to Ginny and his friends. So that way they're protected from the Death Eaters in the castle. Um, right before Dumbledore dies. So that's what, something that I really wanted to see. And something that's really more interesting as well is that the relationship between Harry and Ginny actually began a lot sooner. In the, um, in the movie, it's kind of somewhere in the middle, maybe towards the end of the movie, but it actually happened somewhere in the middle of the book um, where they actually get into an, an official relationship with each other. And I would have liked to have kind of seen that played out as well. This is a very... Um, this is probably the more adult part of Harry Potter, in my opinion, where, you know, they're kind of exploring themselves. They're learning about themselves, the birds and the bees, what have you. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely a lot going on in this book. Um, yeah. In Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, there's a lot of, uh, not a lot happening. <laughs> there's some parts where there's a decent amount of action, and then a lot where they're just kind of wandering around. Um, not a horrible movie, but definitely one of my least favorites. Harry and his friends set out to fight Voldemort and the Death Eaters. Ron helps by preparing his home, Hermione erases herself from her parents' memories, and Harry waits at the Dursleys' house while his family packs and leaves to a safer place. After they leave, the Order of the Phoenix arrives to whisk Harry away with decoy potters. Hedwig and Mad-Eye Moody don't make it. The rest make it back to the Weasley home. Harry, Ron, and Hermione were in Dumbledore's will. Hermione received a book of, of little poems and stories. Ron got... Dumbledore's Deluminator, and Harry was given the Golden Snitch from his first Quidditch match, which is said to open once touched, but nothing happens. He was also given the Sword of Gryffindor, which is missing. While there, they attend Ron's brother's wedding, but Death Eaters arrive and the three must leave. The fake Horcrux they found leads them back to Sirius's house. Sirius's brother stole the Horcrux locket, but was not able to destroy it. They find the locket 
and spend most of their time trying to figure out how to destroy it while on the move. Ron, mostly wearing the locket, gets frustrated and leaves. Harry and Hermione discover the Sword of Gryffindor can destroy Horcruxes. They just need to find it. <laughs> One night, Harry follows a Patronus doe into the woods and finds the sword in a frozen lake. After almost drowning, he is saved by Ron. Ron uses the sword to destroy the Horcrux, and it works. With the diary and the ring that Dumbledore destroyed, that makes three down. They go to Luna Lovegood's house to see only her father, and they learn of the Deathly Hallows. The Deathly Hallows consist of three things, the Elder Wand, the Resurrection Stone, and the Cloak of Invisibility. With all three of these items, that they can become the master of death. Luna's father alerts the Death Eaters of Harry being there in hopes that they will release his daughter. Harry and his friends are captured and taken to the Malfoy home. Harry, in disguise, meets up with Luna, a goblin named Griphook, and Mr. Ollivander. Dobby comes to save them, but in doing so, he is killed. Dobby brings them to a safe house and dies soon after. Very emotional death, honestly. One of the most emotional ones in the series. Okay, here we go, guys. The final movie, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, Part 8. After burying Dobby, Harry speaks with the other prisoners from Malfoy Manor. He speaks with Mr. Ollivander and learns about Wandmore. He speaks to Griphook the Goblin and learns the next Horcrux may be at Gringotts. He leaves with Hermione disguised as Bellatrix the Strange to get into her vault. There they find another Horcrux, the Cup of Hufflepuff. They take the cup and escape Gringotts. They make their way back to Hogsmeade and with begrudging help from Dumbledore's brother, they make it back into Hogwarts. The school is a dark place now where students are tortured daily. Snape is now the headmaster. Once Harry reveals himself, the battle begins. Luna informs Harry that the lost diadem of Ravenclaw and where to find it. Ron and Hermione go to the Chamber of Secrets and destroy the cup of Hufflepuff and kiss for the first time. Ooh. They find the diadem in the Room of Requirement. Malfoy and his cronies start a fire that takes over the entire room. Harry saves them and destroys the diadem in the process, leaving only Voldemort's snake as the last quote-unquote horcrux. Uh, Voldemort tried to bargain with Harry. Um, Harry goes to him, and everyone else lives. That's the bargain. The group finds Snape in the boathouse. Voldemort set his snake on him and left him to die. Before he dies, though, he gives Harry a memory. The memory, the memory recalls Snape's relationship with Harry's mother and how he became a Death Eater and then a double agent for the Order. Snape has always been around to help Harry due to the lost love and regret he had for Lily Potter. Harry discovers that Dumbledore had a plan that, he, that would eventually lead to Harry's death. He realizes now that he is one of the Horcruxes. Once he dies, the snake is left. He goes to the forest to sacrifice himself. Before he does, he holds his golden snitch 
to his mouth and it opens to reveal the resurrection stone. He brings his parents back to life and he brings their his parents' friends back to life as well and he uses them as encouragement. He faces Voldemort and is quickly killed. He meets Dumbledore in the afterlife. After a short conversation, Harry decides to go back to the living. Voldemort returns to the castle, thinking himself victorious. When Harry proves him wrong, the battle continues. The showdown lasts a while. Ron and Hermione fail to kill the snake, but Neville comes in for the win, allowing Harry to deliver the final blow. Voldemort is vanquished. Harry acquires the Elder Wand, but discards it. And then 19 years later, the group is grown up and sending their kids off to Hogwarts now. Hopefully, the school is a lot more regulated. One of the biggest fun facts I love about this movie, probably my number one favorite, is the fact that the only person who knew how the story ended was Alan Rickman, who played Snape. And the reason why is because it was it was important to his character development to know how the story ended. And he was the only one who knew it. Nobody else knew it. He didn't tell anybody about it. He kept it to himself. And that's that's who he was. And that's and that's how great of an actor that he was. And so he acted as if he knew what was going to happen because essentially he knew what was going to happen. And I think that's just that's just incredible. Another one that I like or that I think is interesting, and we all kind of know what's going to happen with this one as well, is that the Dursley's home on Pivot Drive is actually was actually shot in a real neighborhood. So it's a real house, which means that the house is still there and that people are going to go there to visit it and take pictures of it. And it's going to be similar to like um, like the the homes from Back to the Future or the the homes from the Goonies where it's going to be a very popular tourist attraction and people are going to go there and take pictures. And more than likely people are also going to be living in that house, which I feel would be very daunting. Like if I had a, <laughs> like if I had a movie where my house was being used as, as a prop or, you know, as a, as a place where the characters would live or anything like that. And it was a popular movie and then someone would come up and take pictures of my house. I'm not sure how much I'd like that. I, I don't think I'd be, very much up on that to be honest with you <laughs> another fun fact that i really love is that they had shot a few scenes with rick morale as uh peeves and unfortunately obviously like, like i said before it was cut from the uh, finished product and he had seen the movie with his his kids and they they didn't know that he was not in the movie, so they were trying to like look for him and find out which character he was, and they ended up thinking that he was Hagrid, and he didn't correct them as far as as far as I know, he did not correct them. Um, but unfortunately, he was cut from the film. But I just thought that was kind of a funny story. If you ever want to have a Harry Potter marathon. Be prepared to be there for a while. If you watch all eight movies back to back, it'll take you a full 19 hours and 39 minutes to get through everything. So you're there for literally the entire day if you do it one after another.
I've done movie marathons for Lord of the Rings. I've done it for The Hobbit. I've done it for Back to the Future. Um, I have never done a full all-eight movie marathon for Harry Potter. I feel like that would be way too much. <laughs> I feel for Harry Potter, if you're going to do a movie marathon for Harry Potter, you're going to have to split it up. It's not going to, you're not going to be able to do it in one day. Um, unless you're doing like other things or something like that. Um, but definitely not the whole day. I would definitely, uh, chop it into two days. If you ever have questions or, or, you know, you're curious about more in-depth visits into the wizarding world of Harry Potter. It there's definitely a lot of stuff out there. There's there's books upon books upon books. There's YouTube videos upon YouTube videos. There's so many different things. There's 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 chat rooms. There's there's you can always give it a good Google and and find numerous things that'll help you learn more about the Harry Potter world. And it is very, very vast. There are, as I said, tons of, of videos on YouTube where they can actually dive really, really, really deep into the history of multiple characters. And it's extremely interesting and, and, and very entertaining. If you ever have a chance to like dive into it, definitely dive into it and check it out. There's there's some really good ones out there. As I've mentioned, guys, I love Harry Potter. I think this is a great series. Um, I think it is definitely um, a movie or a series of movies that is good to show people who are growing up. Um, I was lucky enough to be kind of closer in age with Harry Potter each year as they came out. Um, and then towards the end, I was a little bit much older than, than Harry Potter. Um, but I was lucky enough to, to grow up with that and kind of experience Harry Potter's world through the eyes of a younger person. And I think that's great. I think that is a great way to watch the show, watch the movies and, and even read the books as well. I was able to read all the books. I watched all the movies numerous times. I can school almost anyone in Harry Potter trivia. If you want to take a challenge, <laughs> um, I was not a big fan of the fantastic beast franchise. I thought the first one was interesting and it was good. And I feel that the second and third one kind of just went through the motions of whatever they were trying to be. Um, I know that the original plan was that they were going to make five of the Fantastic Beasts franchise. And they made three so far, but I'm not sure if they're going to continue. I mean, to be completely honest, my, my feelings of it aside, uh, with the ending of the third movie, they could have actually ended it right then and there. And that would be a pretty satisfactory ending to be completely honest but yeah i think you know harry potter is one of those movies that's just gonna stand the test of time and and stick around forever i mean obviously we have so many things going on we have countless tours we have you know merchandise that we have places that that create and sell um homemade harry potter items 
and it's it's good. It's good stuff. It's not like it's like shoddy or or poor workmanship. It's very good stuff. Um, I've been lucky enough to introduce people to the franchise. I've been lucky enough to share with other people who, who have loved the franchise as much as I have. And, you know, I've made friendships through this movie as well. And I think that's just incredible. And it's because the fandom of this, of this series is so high that, you know, there's always going to be someone in your group of friends that either really likes Harry Potter or just kind of likes Harry Potter. You know, you're not going to really have a lot of people who strongly dislike it. You may have a few who don't like it, but still it's, it's a very powerful, powerful series. I have taken personality tests for this and they've always come up the same. I've always been a Ravenclaw, which is my favorite house. So, I mean, nothing against the other houses, but obviously Ravenclaw is better. <laughs> but no, I would love to to hear your guys' thoughts and opinions of each one. What is your favorite movie? What is your favorite book? Why? What is your least favorite movie? What is your least favorite book? Why? You know, let me know. Um, reach out. You can you can find me on Instagram at talking about movies. And yeah, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear from you guys. Add me, send me a message. We'll talk a little bit. <laughs> With that said, guys, I want to thank you so much for, for taking some time and listening to me ramble on about Harry Potter. I'm very glad that you guys took the time. I'm very grateful that you took the time. And I appreciate you very much. With that being said, once again, I'm your host, Bran, and thank you for listening to I Want to Talk About Movies.